<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture and media that your girl will definitely drag you, or your friends like me. I don't know. I like the show, so I really can't use that excuse anymore. Um, I am very happy to be here. This is Matt. Uh, Alex will not be with us tonight. He has prior engagements, but we hope that uh, to get him back here soon. But you all are in luck because with me tonight, we have a very special guest host. Um, she is a friend of mine. Not only is she smart, funny, dazzling, beautiful, she's also an expert on mental health and the therapist to the world is what she once described herself as. <laughs> uh, Catherine, so Catherine, say hello. Hello, hello, yes, I'm a therapist to all, friend to many. That's perfect. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm really glad you're here. So thanks for stepping in. Um, you know, you and I talk about Bachelor on the side anyway. So it just made sense for, for you to join the fold here. So thanks for stepping in. And, uh, you know, this is, um, this is Romancing Our Stones. And I got to be honest with everyone that's listening. Uh, Catherine and I already had a five minute conversation <laughs> thinking we were recording and I forgot to hit record. So <laughs> poor Catherine's going through the, 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 the ringer again and the same question. So um, we just get round two. We just get I, to be funnier and better. <laughs> I just can't wait. I mean, and now we get to we get to refine our approach, at least talking about what we're drinking. Um, so wait, I have really played football concussions. What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking a self-infused old fashioned whiskey. Um, it's. Yeah, I infuse it myself with a lot of things and it tastes really good. What is your style? I mean, are you sitting there with like jugs of, of liquor in your cat in your kitchen for, for weeks on end or, yes. or how, how <laughs> yes. Yes, lots I of, am. <laughs> lots of cats Most too. of them are not being infused, but oh, that's not what's good. I mean, that's good. I mean, if they were gone quickly, then we'd probably have a different conversation than we're having tonight. Um, but um that's awesome. I've, I've never infused, I've infused like pineapple vodka once. Um, and I think I have to like vodka more for me to really enjoy that. But uh, it was not, then someone said eat the fruit. And I think I woke up three days later. I have no idea. Um, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it to anyone at home, but um, that's pretty cool. I mean, um, we have, you know, Alex and I brew beer. I think you knew that. Um, and we've been talking about or threatening, I guess, that we're gonna try our new pumpkin beer that we just brewed. And I had it this week and it is not my cup of tea or my cup of beer. It tastes fine, but pumpkin is something that you should carve once a year and then don't worry about it the rest of your life. Well, you are a couple months too late to the pumpkin patch, if you will. <laughs> that, is, that is an understatement. I don't know why we did pumpkin, Alex chose it. Um, that was a special baby beer brew and he chose pumpkin ale. Um, and I do have his review from it. Prognosis is not good. Um, so, um, you know, you try, you fail. Um, but uh, I, so because I failed and I don't want to drink it again tonight, uh, I'm drinking a Black Butte Porter from Deschutes from uh, Bend, Oregon. 5.5% uh, drank that last time. It is just a classic porter for a very vanilla guy. Um, we're not here to talk about drinks. We're here to talk about The Bachelor. And again, we're going through the same questions, Kay, uh, Catherine, but please tell me your thoughts of the season so far. Are we dealing with 
the worst group of girls in the history of the show or are we dealing with misunderstood people are we dealing with pocket sociopaths are we talking about what are we talking about with this group of people this this episode this season i'm going to say all of the above okay they're they're younger dumber and meaner okay than in any season i've seen before but also misunderstood i'd like to i'd like to throw my flag out there for Victoria. Um, Interesting. Oh, I, I have so many questions about her. <laughs> this is good because we didn't get to this last time. We, we kind of went a different route. Um, but I, Victoria is someone I definitely want to talk about. So I'd love to hear your theory. Great. But is she, is, just, is, she, is she knowingly doing the things she's doing? Or does she have like a, I mean, does she have something that's making her think that she's actually the victim or actually the best? So this is my theory on Victoria, if you you will. I think that she was, is still stunted from uh, middle school when it was really cool to call each other sluts and whores. I mean, she's like close to my age and that's what we did in middle school. And I think she, well, I know, don't tell anyone. (laughs) Don't worry. No one listens to this anyway. (laughs) Uh, When when this takes off, I'm going to need you to delete this episode. You got it. Um, You're on it. this is like something that a lot of middle schoolers do that's really like you know pretty common is to call each other names and to really put each other down with their the way that they talk to each other and Mm -hmm. I feel like she got older and she kind of got stunted and like kind of stayed in that phase and never really got out of it and it's clear that she doesn't have any friends in the house at least because no one stopped her bra strap faux pas or like helped her. So like she clearly, she clearly didn't make friends. And I feel like she just grew up having stayed in the, I peaked in middle school and now I haven't learned any different. Is there malice behind what she says? I mean, when she calls someone like a dumb, a dumb bitch, I mean, is there malice behind that? Or is that just her vernacular? Well, I can definitely say for 100% certainty, as I know her very well. That... Yes, exactly. I, I guess you can, yeah. Can you read into, get into her head? Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, that is what I have my master's in. So, um, oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I think yes and no. I think with her that it's, it's a defense of like someone's coming at me and this is all that I know how to do. I never, I feel like she never learned the skills to deal with anything. And she's just really stuck in the phase of like, no, you're wrong. Like that is like very common of a 14 year old even though she's in her late twenties. You're a doo-doo head. <laughs> right, exactly. I hate you. Well, I, I, like I get, I, I, I agree with you. I think that that's spot on. What I don't understand is you know, like she got eliminated, she's like the house is going to be so sad, and it's and and, and that was so delusional. You know, like I, I it just it, it's weird. It's weird because I think you have to have like some self awareness. But if you're calling yourself Queen Victoria, um, I don't know. I mean, like I don't know if it's like a disconnect or if she actually thinks that she's the lifeblood of this house. I have no idea. I I do think like she probably doesn't have very many female connections, not to beat a dead horse, but like if she's stuck back in, in middle school, she probably like, again, she does not have friends. Nobody stopped her from wearing what she wore. And like, she, I feel like she just doesn't know how to connect. And so, yeah, she's a little bit delusional in that way because 
she doesn't really, I feel like she doesn't really know what friendship. I feel like, like, I feel like she's the type of person that walks by a dress on a mannequin and says, I'll take that. And then it's like, well, do you want to get it fitted? No, no, I'll take that one. It'll look good on me. <laughs> like, I think that, I think that's how she approaches her outfits in her life as just, this is made for me. So I'm just going to just roll with it and not custom customize my approach to anything. Yeah. I mean, that's all California people though, right? Oh gosh. They're the worst. Tell me about it. I think she's from Florida though. Jerk. California. <laughs> um, but what about, so another character I wanted to know about this in the beginning of this episode with the droided two on one is MJ. I don't, I think, I don't think I've ever seen a fall from grace faster than, than her, you know, cause when she first came out and gave him the pizza and whatever, threw a couple of cheesy puns at him, um, I was like, oh, this girl could go far. And all of a sudden she crashed and burned faster than, than I, I could even imagine. Agreed. She was super cool. And then suddenly she wasn't. But I think that's why I think she's way worse than Victoria because she knows what she's doing. She is calculated and Victoria is naive. And so I think, yeah, I think, um, whereas with Victoria, it's like a lack of skills and connection with MJ. It's like, I've always been on top. I've always been the mean girl. And I, the, the amount of gaslighting that happened in that conversation to the point where she was even gaslighting, like on her little interviews without anyone there. Yes. Where she leads with peace and harmony, leads by example with peace and harmony. Um, I think Darth Vader did that, or Anakin did that, right? When he turned into Darth Vader. Um, you know, I, I just, it, it's really crazy because, you know, like she's sitting there and she's talking, you know, like first off, she's dressed like she broke into a Joseph A. Bank store. And I was it, just going to say, she looked like my grandma looked in her uh, church directory photo. <laughs> I was so distracted. But she forgot pants. I mean, she literally had a double-breasted coat with no pants on. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, the guy that's going to, you know, the men's warehouse, you're going to like the way you look, I guarantee it. You know, like. Totally know that yeah, reference. He, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, the guys will love it. I think people are laughing right now in Michigan. Um <laughs> Yeah, back at you. Um, <laughs> but it, first off, she's like, you know, so when she's talking to Matt, she's like, my heart is so big, and I'll try, and I try to show you that. And I thought to myself, like, what if she has a medical condition she's trying to get across, but she's just a really bad communicator, like she has an <laughs> oversized heart. And but you know, like, but she really thinks, you know, like I'm a confident, strong woman, and I'm gonna, co- I'm gonna keep being a bad bitch, is what she said. Um, you know. Uh, I don't, and then weak, beach, weak bitches tear each other down, and then they get back and forth with this weak bitch talk, and I, it's, it, it, it was so, and Jacinia's not innocent either, because she kind of sits there, and while she was the more mature one in that situation, the whole situation was not mature at all. No, absolutely not. I'm sorry, but we're, we're going to use the words weak bitch multiple times in the middle of an argument like I've already I've already tapped out like if this was couples counseling we'd we'd be going through eye messages <laughs> through, a, through a communicative service that proofreads everything um and then I the, my favorite part of the whole exchange though is then when Jacinia calls her Meredith instead <laughs> of MJ and she freaks out you know oh. I just thought I just thought that was that kind of shows where you know she is in maturity level. It's like your name is Meredith. 
Right. I I really liked though Justinia using that as like as an insult. Like, great. <laughs> that's where we're at, then go for it. If that's all it takes, then you you use that. Just get under her skin that way. But so, you know, it's just like Catherine, you're like, oh, why are you kidding me? <laughs> no. How dare you? Cute. <laughs> Um, so I, I also liked how they they never like they they couldn't they couldn't not get the last word so they went through like like way too long of a sequence of like I'm done yeah you're done no I'm done cute I'm done you're done okay <laughs> I, I know that too it's like you, you hang up first no you hang up first no I I, you, I I would hang up right now but you hang up first because you're the one that lost this argument um <laughs> it, it's I was very sad to see MJ go home, you know. Devastated. Devastated. Surprised, um, too. She has, like, a, she has a good, you know, like, future, be, like, the spokesperson for Garnier Fructis, because if she can keep that volume in her hair by using a certain product, I think that um, that could work. Yeah. <laughs> Lots. <I don't> <laughs> um, you know, and then all the girls join the room. Uh, someone says, I can't wait to see Matt's fine ass walk through the door. And then it was Chris Harrison uh, who canceled the cocktail party because he was ready to go. Um, <laughs> and um, then all of a sudden, um, Serena, who is the whack-a-mole that just popped up since MJ was eliminated, she's filled the void of the enemy, um, of the, the villain of the show, uh, starts going after Katie, saying this is Katie's fault. And Katie's like, it, what do you, what's your opinion on Serena and what's your opinion on Katie through this whole thing I they both lost points for me in this like I've liked Katie this whole time I'm sorry if you show up with a dildo and knock it on someone to interrupt them like you're in forever but um yeah. <clears throat> their argument was just really stupid but I do think like both of them knew like we're not ending up with Matt this is clear like we're both getting eliminated in this next episode so like here we go. Let's get, let's get our Instagram followers up. And, and then, yeah. Um, sounds like one of them may be the bachelorette from what I've read. I did hear that rumor. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you which one, but. Um, the one with the fully developed brain. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that was my net leading into my next question. Is Katie very mature or is she, is she is the sharpest chicken in the hen house? That's a great question. I um, I don't know what the second half of what you said meant, so I'm gonna go with like, this. Like, so, so is she is she very a mature person? I mean, the way she approaches things, you know, she ha she employs empathy. She um, listens and speaks when spoken to. She doesn't back down. Is she a mature person, or is everyone else in the house so immature that she stands out as being oh, as appearing very mature? I said that in a really weird way. I don't know what the chickens have to do with anything. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, I was tracking until you said chicken, but I think that um, if you threw Katie on a season, any other season, she'd be normal. Um, and she'd be like, you're like, she wouldn't really stick out. But with this, with everyone else being 22, average age, 23, like, mm -hmm. Yeah, she she can speak with full sentences and she can um, use her words for the most part and speak in sentences that are true. 
for the most part. So um, if that's your minimum standard, then yeah, she's, she's nailing it. <laughs> Why use lot word when short word does trick? <laughs> that's what I mean, in terms of speaking in complete sentences. Um, that's interesting. I, I, th I think that too. And I don't think that in a season with normal people, she'd go as far. I don't think she'd stand out because, I mean, as we see later, there doesn't seem to be much chemistry or not as much, not as the same amount of chemistry that he has towards Tyler as he employs towards <laughs> her. Um, but um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting to think at that rose ceremony, Maggie, who has the longest flight home to Ethiopia, um, gets sent home. You have Ryan, who was literally, I don't know any much about Ryan. I know she was a dancer, but I also know that she kept saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And so maybe it was a good thing she went home. She had the biggest freak out for someone who literally never spoke to Matt. Like ne not one conversation beyond their limo entrance. I, I, it, it was bizarre. And every time she was interviewed in the side or whatever, she was just really, really stressed out. And, and, and it's kind of like, okay, you should be relieved you're going home, but yet you're sobbing. I don't know. And it looked I'm not sure you know his last name. So like, I don't, I don't know why you're so upset here. I couldn't wait to be Mrs. Matt. I couldn't wait. <laughs> the Bachelor. I want to be <laughs> Mrs. Brian Bachelor. the Bachelor. <laughs> um, and I think it looked like Brittany went home, um, which I was kind of shocked by. Talk about the worst experience possible. You literally get in there and get called an escort and then you get sent home. And that, that's your arc in the whole season. But she, get, she got a pity rose because they were like, we can't send home the girl who just got called a sex worker. Okay, now you can go. Like you've had your time. It, it is, um, it was bizarre, but I, I saw her go. Sad to see her go. I actually thought she was mature and enough to, or whatever, you know, I mean, she, she didn't present herself in a bad way, but she just got viciously attacked. And going back to that mean girl mentality, do you think Anna's a mean girl or do you think that she just got caught in some schoolyard gossip and then liked being the harbinger of, of the, 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 the keeper of the gossip? Anna strikes me as having never been cool, but always been on the verge of being cool. Like she was like the- The fringe. The, the last person to be invited to like the cool kids table, but she was like at the end okay. of the table and like maybe sometimes wouldn't get invited to the slumber parties. And so she's just like desperate for, to be a part of the mean girls. Are you talking about her or me? Cause that describes middle school very accurately for me. I was just- <laughs> Oh shoot, interrupter. were we not, were we not talking about you? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's always about me. Um, yeah, the interloper, the person that, you know, doesn't get to sit at the lunch table, gets to eat their lunch standing behind them you know, mm -hmm. and uh, gets to do all the, the grunt work. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that too. See, this is why we have you on. You have all these insights that, you know, we can't put words to. You just drop it down on us. Just drop the, drop the knowledge. <laughs> I got mic drop. Um, so I saw a commercial for senior casting for the next Bachelor series, which I started to laugh because for them, that has to be like 43, um, you know, I don't, I mean, if, if just going off of the ages of everyone here. It's cast-offs from the first season of The Bachelor. They're just like oh. recycling. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's a great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to write, I'm going to write ABC. Let them know. You should trademark it first though. Like all-star Bachelor. That's a wonderful idea. Okay, dips. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this. I have dips. Okay. Get a, get a domain name. Um, <laughs> 
So P Piper gets a one-on-one, -on -one, um, and uh, Serena gets triggered and pulls Katie into a chit-chat, a little chitty chat, um, where um, Serena essentially calls Katie the arsonist of the whole situation, and she's the reason why Matt's so upset. She accuses her of not being there for Matt, and she's the one that's causing all the drama around the house. Um, she doesn't essentially call her the arsonist. She literally calls her the arsonist. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, then they start getting the shouting match. And then I kind of liked how Katie ended it. Katie held her own. She didn't back down. Um, and then she said, thank you for your feedback. And then I like, stood up and left, which I thought was like the best way to end an argument. Yeah, while you she know. bowed, though. She <laughs> bowed while she did it, which really was like the clincher. It's just like, it's like a condescending, like, I know I'm smarter than you. Um, and, and I know that this is a waste of time. And then Serena goes downstairs and, um, and uh, starts telling the girls about how she won the conversation and how Katie essentially admitted she's not here for Matt. And then Katie said another line that I, I loved when she said, don't speak on my behalf because you're doing a bad job at it. <laughs> I thought that was like I'm, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to write these down. I'm like, I'm like writing it down you know, <laughs> under my notes, like bring dildo on first date, um, you, know, you know, pull aside empathize you know don't speak on my behalf because you're doing a bad job love that and then when you talk to people now all these fun things um talk about sex positivity i mean all these things i want to do um and then uh serena just looks stupid in that conversation i mean i don't know do you think she watches that and thinks still thinks she won i think she watches it and realizes she lost for one reason in that she was wearing a, I know this is a clothing podcast, but no, I, I she, was, she was wearing a midriff hoodie, but she curled it in to make it a midriff hoodie. So like it was a regular hoodie and she just like made it a midriff hoodie and made her look really stupid. And so I think, I feel like she looks back at that conversation and was like, oh yeah, mm. no one's going to take me seriously because I made my outfit look stupid. And you can't lie when your navel's out. I mean, your navel's a tell. So, I mean, I... I That's actually knows, what we learned day one at school. Uh, so, I, yeah. I may have dabbled. You know, I may have went first, wandered in the wrong classroom in college. <laughs> but, uh, no, so it's, it's, it's funny, too. Speaking about wardrobe, Matt James's wardrobe or, or clothier or costume director needs to be fired. I mean, I've, I don't... I can't remember the last time I wore a turtleneck. And I'm so confused on the weather because he's always wearing turtleneck jacket, turtleneck jacket, and all the girls are wearing midriffs and, and, and high cut dresses in the cold. Is it hot or is it cold? I can't, I can't figure it out. My theory is that all of the other, all the girls are bad kissers too. And so Matt's just having to cover up hickeys the whole time. Mm. So he doesn't, that's, no one wears oh. that many turtlenecks, you know? So. And then, and then like we talked about last episode, he had a turtleneck sweatshirt that was a short sleeve turtleneck. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's like those things that people on the news used to wear, where you can't <laughs> decide if you're hot or cold. Right, pick um, one. We're in, we're in Pennsylvania in the fall. You're cold. Just like commit and wear wear the whole outfit. It's fine. I, I don't. I the, the the costume designer should be destroyed or, or not destroyed. Canceled. Everyone's getting canceled these days. So <laughs> cancel the costume person. Hannah shows up. Um, never been kissed. Hannah from Colton season. Um, and they had this really odd 
camera angle where you just look at Chris Harrison's butt as Heather's talking, which I thought was really strange. Um, just like, and they had a lot of cameras there and they chose that one that just zoomed in on his butt. And then they zoomed to the one, they did all butt shots on the conversations that were happening as they were looking at the other person. Well, they were trying to make it look like it was a surprise, you know, like we didn't have all our cameras ready here. We're shocked that she's here. Oh my gosh. We have the butt cameras. Who would have seen this coming? And she's like, Heather's, Hannah is my best friend. If she was your best friend, she would have given you his number in quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, like I, I just, I can imagine Hannah Brown just sitting at home, just laughing, you know, like, I, you know, like I'm just, she fell for it. Hook, line, sinker. <laughs> um to be you and uh you wouldn't believe this but they allowed her on the show and um spoiler alert looks like she's gonna be that they're gonna be mean to her um this group of girls hard to believe i know um and uh she they show her in quarantine and she tries to be funny like squatting a pizza on her head talking about how she's rapunzel and i just you know, like it's she has to be one of those girls that just thinks she's hilarious, or she's legitimately in crazy, crazy in in, in quarantine. So also, she switched outfits. Like she was wearing something, and then switched into a robe. But makeup the same, hair the same. That was all done the same day. They're trying to make it look like she's been in there for days, and they're making her say weird things like "I'm Rapunzel," but in reality, she'd already been quarantining because they called her in there and. Yeah, and she was I, wearing a mic when she showed up. So like, <laughs> but if she was planning to come, why is she driving a minivan? Uh, is it because they saved? Factor, you know. Say that. Sorry. Say that again. Added shame factor. We gotta like she. We gotta make it as bad as it could be. Yeah, that's, I guess that's true. I mean, they they probably. I mean, they saved so much money on the budget from the Bachelorette last season. They probably you know went up from the coop to the to the family van for a couple more dollars a day. Um, but um, we digress. Um, he takes Piper out on a one-on-one to a dark field, and then they flip a switch, and a carnival appears, just like the notebook, which has to be a terrible omen for any relationship because the notebook relationship is extremely toxic and violent. So... I hate that allusion to that movie because, you know, he threatens to kill himself on the Ferris wheel if she doesn't go on a date with him. Yeah. <laughs> In that same scene, I mean, I've never seen it, but I'm assuming that's what happens. Um, been told. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually have an episode on it, check it. Um, and uh, so, you know, they go to this little deal and they do this weird, they do water guns and, and uh, Piper clearly cheats, which bugs me. You know, if you're so good at this water game, it takes zero skill, why are you cheating? And they try to make it look all cute. Um, and then they do like hit the bell for a kiss. And, um, you know, Matt's in the, I don't know. Do you have anything to add about the the, the carnival? Any, I know, thought this? like if I was on that date, it would be really fun, but it was super boring to watch. There was just like nothing, nothing that came out of it whatsoever. They yeah, didn't like, they didn't have any conversation. Like it was kind of dull. Well, he only, like half the episode or the scenes were like him walking around, that's break the plate, that's shoot the water gun, that's <laughs> ring the bell. It's like, no crap, we've all been to a fair before, you know. They didn't even go on any of like the fun rides. It was just like, here, I'm going to get you this really stupid stuffed animal that you don't want. 
And do you remember, do you remember in Tasha's season, the carnival day that they had with uh, Brendan <laughs> and all they did was take a pop a shot and put cardboard with the names on it. And that was like <laughs> the fun games. And this one, they literally had the tilt-a-whirl and they had the zipper and they had all these rides that, you know, I, I just felt bad for Tasha because her whole season got so gypped money-wise. They didn't get well, Peloton too- on that. Like, she's got to be looking back and watching that and being like, wait, really? Like, Matt gets these fancy cars and I got a cardboard taxi. <laughs> right? What the hell? I swam in a fountain on one of my dates and that was supposed to be really cool. Um, thanks, ABC. Um, and then they go to dinner and then Matt's wearing a, co- I wrote this down, so it's funny that you talked about outfits. Matt is wearing a coat, gloves, a scarf, and a turtleneck, and Piper is wearing a thigh-high cut dress, short sleeve. Mm-hmm. So this is one of these things, either Matt has zero body fat and he, he just gets cold really easy, or, um, well, we've all seen the shirt off, so this is no surprising. I think that's true. I think that's your theory. You don't need another one because that's probably what it is. <laughs> he's just, he's, <laughs> he's got really zero cold. body fat. Um, and uh, so I was, I was so distracted by their outfits that I... Um, I didn't really write any notes down other than Piper got the one-on-one rose. Um, anything from that conversation you want to pull on? I will say that I, I do like Matt in these conversations because he actually can reflective listen and has more to say. Like the last like several bachelors have just been like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> you like I love stuff? that. I love yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or like Ben Higgins goes off on these long soliloquies and like, I get bored three sentences in cause he, keeps going but like Matt has like decent things to say and can show that he's really listening and even though the conversation was like every conversation the bachelor I have walls I have trouble opening up he like actually had things to say so I like Matt that's good I, I, I would agree with you he does seem like he's listening at least and then he's not really great at employing empathy though because I mean he goes back to like I guess it's the same conversation about how his mom was a single mom and he raised, was raised in a family without a dad. And I mean, it always falls back to that one, which, you know, like the girl could be talking about anything in the terms of, you know, like, you know, Sarah's like, my dad has ALS and he's like, yeah, well, I grew up in a single family home too. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't have a dad. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. Then they go to this, have this private concert in what looked to be the same room as Peter's parents' wedding vow renewals. Um, but it, it definitely wasn't because apparently they're in different states. Um, but uh, anyway, that's date ends there. Um, girls go bowling. For the I just want to say yeah. just once, just once do I wanted them to walk out and have it not be a country concert like that. We can like, whatever I can, we can have romance all day long there, but like just once I want them to walk out and have it be like Metallica or oh. like, ACDC and like Ender can Sandman. we fall in love with Ender Sandman playing <laughs> that would be the twist that we all want or, or what if they walk in and it's like little Uzi or Travis Scott you know and that's like sicko mode and then they can they can you're like you're right it's always country it's always like this melancholy song um looks like they get Aloe Black next week though um which you know great i'm very excited about that i know exactly who that is and i can't wait he apparently needs a dollar um that's one of his songs i know that went right over your head there um the girls (laughs) um the group date is the girls go bowling um 
And it was kind of funny to watch them all kind of hang out. Then Chris Harrison shows up and creates a competition. Um, and then they gave all these girls frumpy t-shirts and they all looked like they were, you know, grocery tellers in their <laughs> shirts all of a sudden. You know, Serena made it look cute, at least by you know, tucking it up, showing some stomach and stuff like that. But um, they all tried. There were the French tucks and the like, everyone tried something different, but. You saw some people, is a French tuck where you do one side tucked in and the other side hangs out? Yeah, that's what that is. is well that, that, really? Look at you. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Dang. And then I didn't see that when I was in France, but you know, I, I just guessed. Um, <laughs> uh, the pink petals versus the blue some things. And I, I wrote down the pink petals because they won. Um, I thought for a group date in it being the bachelor, there was not enough bowling puns for this date for me. You know, like, um, you know, there's so many things you can do with bowling, you know, talking about being thrown in the gutter or, you know, striking out or getting a strike or, you know, being fingered, all these things that you can do with bowling. Um, it's true. You know, they really yeah. missed the like fingering the whole thing. <laughs> like that was, that was a gaping hole that they missed. <laughs> Maybe, I'm sure everyone was disappointed, um, but um, they have, they sent the losing team home and then the, the girls go and sit down and essentially come right back. Because um, obviously Matt only likes the girls on the blue team. So he was like, I actually don't want to do this. <laughs> that had to be, that had to be it. I mean, you guys were supposed to win. So now this is awkward because. Or maybe he wanted to show off his God awful Hawaiian shirt. That he was wearing. I, I don't. I did not understand that at all. It wasn't ironic. It didn't fit the theme of anything. It was just there. Yeah, I, I didn't. And then it was like I didn't know what to not look at. Like, do I not want to look at him making out, or do I not want to look at what he's wearing? It was all very like I just have to look down. It was a great opportunity for a potty break, is really what it was, because. There, there was, I took a picture of it. I posted it on our Instagram and Twitter at RO Stones, guys. Um, check it out on Twitter and, and Instagram. But he literally kisses uh, Michelle's nose. Like he yes. comes in and I guess that's why he leaves his eyes open because I think he had his <laughs> eyes closed and he just tracked right to her nose. Um, he was like, a, he was like a, a six foot five neti pot, essentially, uh, when he was kissing Michelle. Men, if your mouth is touching bottom lip and nose you're doing something wrong like that's too much <laughs> it's too much it's the minimum standard matt that's all he needed to do was not do that i think that if you're touching nose at all you need to reevaluate your approach maybe back up take a breather you know open one eye slightly Look, I'm, I'm not here for people's fetishes like you do whatever <laughs> you want to do <laughs> that's a whole other topic we can get into here <laughs> But I think that's why they brought Heather in, though, because she doesn't know any better. They were like, <laughs> all, the girl, all the girls were, like, complaining that Matt was a bad kisser. So, like, six weeks into this, we were like, we got to bring someone in. <laughs> someone that doesn't know what she's doing. Heather, did she kiss Colton or did he say no? I don't remember. She kissed Colton. But I, um, I think that that, at least as of 2019, she had not been kissed again. So, oh, wow. born again kissing virgin <laughs> good for her good for her because that's what you know that's what the bible wants um <laughs> michelle got the group date rose which made chelsea really upset um 
Chelsea is always like the the first one eliminated, you know, like from like getting the group rose or the last one eliminated. Like it's like it's so and so or Chelsea, and then Chelsea is always the one that gets like cut, from my opinion. Um, so that but it, it was interesting. Um, and uh, I'm looking at my notes here, my next notes. Heather thinks she's cute and funny. We've already talked about that. Um, then we have the return of Tyler Carmen to talk to his good buddy um, who was wearing a turtleneck again and Tyler was wearing a t-shirt. So again, extremely confused. Tyler, Matt was talking about how um, well this process worked for Tyler, which <laughs> makes me laugh because define well, you know, like, he got rejected on national television and then didn't go on a show again. So like, if that's success, then nailed it, buddy. You did it. I mean, I, I mean, post-show success is like he dated Gigi Hadid and he, he dated supermodels and he dated this. Like, is that what Matt's looking for? Like, is that the success? He Like, I was very confused when he said success because Tyler got his heart ripped out, um, you know, that season. And then the girl that turned him down got dumped by or dumped Jed, then went back to Peter, got denied by Peter, then went to Tyler. Like he was literally the silver medal, um, <laughs> or silver bronze. I'm not, I need to watch the Olympics more. Um, <laughs> but did he get Instagram followers? So yes, he found success on the show. That, so I thought that was just, it was weird when he said how well this worked for Tyler because, you know, by all stretch of the means, Tyler was not Bachelor. Um, uh, he did not get the girl that he, the show was intended for him. So he got to travel a lot. Yeah, and he uh, got the supermodels. He would not have done that without the show, so. Yeah, and you know, Hannah had sex with Peter five times in a windmill and, and, and she told Tyler to take it slow because she kind of labeled him a man slut. And so, I mean, good to good on you, Tyler. But then, so then he has his one-on-one with, um, yeah, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Is that how guys talk to each other? Like, I, I've known a lot of guys in my life, and I've never, like, had anyone be like, hey, so you getting booed up? Is that, like, a thing? Is that, like, do you guys just, like, play pool and talk about, like, what up, yeah. pool? <laughs> Remember the whole locker talk, locker room talk thing that was big in 2016? That's what real locker talk, locker room talk is. It's like, hey, buddy, you getting booed up? They're like, oh, you would love, oh my gosh, dude, you would love, look at your eyes, like, she's, she's perfect for you, man, we're so happy, um, yeah. Okay, that's, that's what, what I assumed, yeah, all very, yeah. like, PG, like. Correct, okay. yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah fool, like, you got. <laughs> Are you two going steady? Oh, yeah, that's so cool, that's rad, um, that's what we say in California, at least. Um, then he has his date with Katie, and his idea for a date with Katie is to prank his best friend, and he gets oddly into it. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, rub his nipples, rub his nipples. This is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, whisper in his ear. Um, you know, and uh, it, Matt or Tyler had to be sitting there um, thinking he was going to be laid by this girl that was massaging him. She, he had to be thinking that. And we actually oh, yeah. got, uh, we, got an, we got a question on Instagram from... Um, Ryan about the show and he said do you why did Tyler Car Tam Tyler Cameron seem so pissed after they revealed they pranked him on his massage my theory is he thought he was gonna be laid the entire time just because of the <laughs> yeah. audacity and strangeness of the entire thing so I think that's why he was upset when you know Matt Matt and Katie came in 
Oh, absolutely. Because this isn't your foreplay being rubbed, like rolled with a, with a roller on your head, like while being mounted, like that, that was like, eight in the process yes yeah it's a it's a again we're talking going into the personal fetishes that i want to leave on the side here um but uh yeah i mean it's it was bizarre and then he got in and he started rubbing matt's shoulder and i, I know that was like for comedic effect but it was very strange and they you know, like through the whole what thing. i noticed there was that he like immediately like it took like two seconds and he immediately knew it was matt so i was like ah you're familiar with that like this is what you guys do he, he knew instantly he was like hey, yeah i know who that is like, <laughs> he, he, it was unbelievable um so that was his date with katie um and did then you like talked- it did you like what what aspect of it did i like that they did something silly yeah like with that was that entertaining? Um, I thought it was funny, but then he sends her home for lack of chemistry. But the whole chemistry op- aspect of the date, like you literally took Piper to a carnival, um, you know, that you had to yourself and you're focusing on each other the entire time. On your date with Katie, you're focusing on Tyler. And where are the, where are the moments to be romantic with him when you're so caught up in your friend uh, getting massaged on a table to the point where you want to put your own hands on him um, to be funny. I mean, you literally want to have physical touch with him for comedic effect and not her. So like, (laughs) I don't really blame her. I thought her conversation at the dinner table was real. I thought she sounded real as heck. Mm -hmm. And then she gets eliminated. And he said other relationships are further along. And so maybe he wasn't into her and this is the way that they kept her longer so she could become the bachelorette. Um, I'm not entirely sure. but um, I did like more things that Katie said. I wrote them down. And she said, you start painting your future when you're with someone and it's too soon to be counted. And that's too soon to be counted out. You know, he said he doesn't see a future with her. And it's so early on where, you know, like I know this whole thing is about finding a wife or whatever it may be, but at the same time, that's down the road. So, you know, you can count someone out prematurely. It's just, I thought it was interesting as well. Um, you you articulated it really well. She did, and I, so I, I don't know if I'm impressed with her or like I'm just used to Kit just standing there staring off into nowhere talking about the gold Bentleys that she rode around in. Well, right, and that he was really babysitting her and not really a date, so it was. <laughs> I like making cookies because it reminds me of my mom. Because he, he was so kind to think of me because he, <laughs> he's the one who planned this date for me and he remembered because it's totally him. Yeah, it's like he loves he loves it, and you know my mom was so busy with the Hollywood elites that you know we bake cookies, and that's where we connected. Now I'm connecting with him. Um, <laughs> I do want to say with Katie though, she walked in and she was like, "Wow, it's so pretty in here." And I don't typically like recognize background or whatever, but that it was like just a pink explosion, like a dollhouse from 1960 horror movie that just like exploded in there. And it was, again, I was like distracted because it was so, everything was like multiple pinks and I just, I couldn't even like listen to their conversation. I, I agree with you. I felt like I was, you know, stuck in, in like the blind manner where she like moves all the dolls around the house where the ghosts are. <laughs> like that's like literally how I felt when they were in their date setting. Um, but uh yeah, and then the episode ends with Heather coming in. Then she gets stuck in the revolving door. And then it seems like they knew each other. So, like, the first time they ever met, 
sure maybe they FaceTime before, who, who knows? But um, they did a lot of TikTok videos this summer, this quarantine, so who knows the extent of which they were talking. Um, but um, that's where it ends, before Rose Ceremony, another TV continued, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, things I don't care about whatsoever. Like you're, they're called, they're like, it's a cliffhanger. No, no, like I, I couldn't care any less. She's about to be eviscerated. So, um, which depending on where you are, that's either gonna be really interesting or really bad. So we'll have to see, but this is Romancing Our Stones. Um, in each episode that we watch, we have uh, a stones rating. Uh, each one of us men have two stones to give. Um, and since Alex is not here, um, uh, Catherine, her, yeah, Catherine's going to decide if we are going, if they inspired memories for her. She has two memories to give. Um, and, uh, so then we have that to give it a score. Where do you play, where do you rank the show? So, sorry, let me clarify, since you're new here. Two stones means you enjoyed the episode. Zero stones means an act of castration would be preferred to watching this particular episode. Is the way oh, that it's presented. Here. Are there, are there um, half memories allowed? We typically don't allow halves. Okay. You have to commit. You can't just, you know. This is an extreme one or the other. Okay. Yeah. Gonna... Well, you can do one. You can do one stone. Okay. Oh, okay. Or one memory. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm just gonna give it two. I was entertained enough. I liked it. I loved. I psychoanalyzed the whole thing. Couldn't turn the brain off. Um, I, I liked the dates, honestly, I thought they were really, um, like realistic ish. And I mean, who doesn't have a personal carnival thrown for them? Um, yeah. and, um, yeah, it was, it, it was entertaining enough. There wasn't enough that was like, they sent MJ home. That was great. Yeah. Well, you asked me, I didn't ask you back. Did you like the, the, the Katie date, the one-on-one? Yeah, I mean, it was friend zone from the very beginning. Like the moment I heard what they were doing, I was like, oh, that's the end for her, but this is going to be cute. Like they're going to have fun. And I thought she was great. I mean, like, so like if you bring her into that date to, to perform a certain way and then she does really well uh, to, to dump her because there's a lack of chemistry, I'm like, that's on, that's on you. Well, you didn't really set her up for chemistry at all, no. unless that's your chemistry, which is great. But that was um, not, not on the show. Do you think whoever he ends up with will have to move in with him and Tyler? Yeah. I mean, Tyler's not leaving the picture. It doesn't look like. No, Tyler and him will share a room. They'll have bunk beds. <laughs> Whatever they do with those bunk beds will be on them, but they'll have bunk beds and then she'll have her own room. So it sounds like a batch made in heaven. Um, I'll give it two stones too, because I actually was en I enjoyed it as well. Um, you know, it dragged in certain areas, but, you know, they have two hours to fill, which I'm starting to think is too much time you know for these shows especially and um i don't know it's a lot to commit especially the double weeks oh yeah the only thing that could make it better would be if they took out like the commentary that the girls give like the oh, my heart is beating or <laughs> one of these girls is gonna go home tonight and they had like a real narrator come in be like, oh, like morgan freeman her heart stopped beating <laughs> One of these girls was surely going to get mauled by the other. That would make, I would like that for the two hours. Katie began to realize that they were not, she was putting herself in the friend zone and she had to find a way out or else she would risk going home. Yeah, that would, that would be kind of cool. I'd like that too. Um, 
Well, you heard it here. Uh, it's a four stones. Well, it's a two stone, two mammary episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on Instagram at RO Stones Guys, um, and follow us on YouTube at RO Stones Guys. If you have any questions that you want to bring up that for us to mention the show, be free to search, slide into our DMs. Um, if you want to be a guest host, uh, let us know. We're happy to have you. Uh, Speaking of guest host, you did awesome. So thank you very much. And um, uh, you're welcome back anytime. If you need a mental health expert, I'm, or just a bachelor expert, I'm always here. <laughs> I, I, I'm very much appreciated, but um, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Have a good week.